Jackson Kane, KMOX Radio News at 8.08. That's the theme from the Sears Radio Theater. Tonight is a love story with Cicely Tyson as your host. Here's a preview. I think Ernie's finally going to sleep. I'm glad. Being trapped in this elevator has done something to him. It's done something to us all. Yes, it's true it's done something to us, but what made Ernie into what he is happened long ago, not tonight in this elevator. He's bad as Ernie. He's so bitter. The Sears Radio Theater will begin after this message from your local station. Since this is radio, we can't show you what's on the inside of every can of bag beer, but we sure can sing about what's inside. The beer, it goes something like this. before she steps inside her apartment building. Barney lives alone, and she's frightened. She carries her fears with her always, and often works late at the office to avoid going home to the emptiness. And now it begins. Finally, these three silent people will speak. What floor? Nine, please. Ground. What's happened? We stopped. I don't know. We're stuck. We're stuck in here. Just hold on. That's what this here alarm's for, you know. There's no one to hear. We're alone. Now, these three will speak as they never have before. Forever well again.
Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Brought to you five nights a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. Your host, Lorne Green. I'll bring you stories of the Old West and the New. Andy Griffith with a look at the funny side of life. Vincent Price with tales of mystery and suspense. Tiffany Tyson with stories about love, hate, and related things. Richard Whitmark. I'll bring you stories of pure adventure. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis production of The Sears Radio Theater. Story, the Long Night by Pamela Russell. Our stars, Naomi Stevens, Vic Perrin, and Jennifer Penny. I sell draperies at Sears. Yesterday, a lady came in and said that she'd been in and out of about every store in town looking for draperies and at this point didn't know what she wanted anymore. I asked questions about her tastes and decor and then made suggestions. She was thrilled. She found what she wanted and learned a little too. It made me feel good to know that I helped her out. Sears people are friendly people who help you find what you want. This spring for women, the fashion place at Sears suggests these up-to-date separates. They're comfortably casual, yet dressy and lighthearted enough to go anywhere this spring. Margaret mixes Sears textured blazer and a small collar striped shirt with trousers. While Linda wears a short collar blouse and a slim down dental skirt. Color coordinated, these great looking separates will come together beautifully for you. Spring's mixable, matchable, up to date separates. Get them at most larger Sears retail stores. Convenience and security. The Sears Best Garage door opener is just that. Digital control lets you select your own key signal from 512 different transmitting codes. Sears Best Garage door opener has a vacation switch that'll lock out stray signals when you're away from home for long periods of time. Of course, when you're home, you won't have to get out of your car to open up that heavy door. Sears Best Garage door opener, featuring digital control, gives you convenience and helps you feel secure. Available at most larger Sears retail stores. When my brother was my age, being in style meant wearing old jeans and about a pound of dirt. But today, us guys are more sophisticated in our style. And that's why Sears has style work. A guy can pick up on the latest styles in jeans, tops, sweaters, and dress your clothes like vested suits. I can depend on the style workshop at Sears for just about everything to keep me looking great. And the prices? Pretty reasonable. My folks like that. Style work. Today's style's all in one place. At most larger Sears retail stores. They stand in the unmoving elevator, these three. They've never before spoken, never before paid any particular attention to one another, probably never knew the others existed. Yet, here they are, locked together in a tiny room, a stalled elevator in an enormous dark office building. Everyone's gone home. There's no one, no one to hear us. There's got to be somebody. Hey, hey, somebody, anybody. We're stuck in here. Hey, can anybody hear me? Hey, hey, somebody. Keep, 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 ke
the alarm. They won't hear you shouting. There is no one to hear. How do you know? How come you're so sure? You have a watch. What is the time? It's almost ten. Well, who else would be here on this floor on a Thursday night? Who else but people like you and me? People who clean and guard. Well, and what's she doing here, huh? What are you doing here? Well, there's always so much work in our office. Sometimes I stay late. Well, maybe there's somebody else around as hardworking as you, huh? Hey, hey, somebody! We're stuck in here. Hey! If there's something else you could do. Like what? I don't know. Fix it or something. <laughs> That's real good. That's real good thinking. I'm a security guard, not an elevator repairman, you know. What about that telephone? You got me calling myself. This is a direct line down to the security desk on the ground floor, which is where I ought to be right now. Could you call it to the shaft? Oh, you've been watching too many movies. I ain't Spider-Man, you know. I just thought that there might be something else you could do. Something besides screaming and pounding. That's making me very nervous. I ain't exactly feeling serene myself. I tell you what. You get any more of them bright ideas, climbing shafts and stuff, you be sure and tell them to me, okay? So what are we supposed to do now? Wait. For what? For how long? You got me. I think I'm just going to sit down and get comfortable. What you do is up to you. Could it be that this is one of those blackouts? No, we still got the lights. Just this elevator that's stuck, that's all. And I had to get in it. It figures. Just my luck. My name is Anna Kaufman. Bonnie. Bonnie Albers. What do you two think this is, a tea party or something? We may be here for many hours. It's good to know who we are with, yes? Right. Anything you say. And what is your name? Matrano. And your given name? Ernie. You talk funny, lady. You talk like some of them Polacks I grew up with in the old neighborhood. Are you a Polak? Why do you ask? Because you talk funny. You ain't an American. Yes, I am. I'm an American citizen, Ernie. Uh, not born here, you weren't. Don't tell me that. I know better. You're very quick, Ernie. Yes, a long time ago, I, I, I came from Poland. I was a Pole. Yeah, I knew it. You can't fool me. I was not trying to, Ernie. Have you been here in America a, a very long time, Mrs. Kaufman? Oh, please, call me Anna. Thirty-two years I've lived in America, more than half of my life. I've lived here all my life. You are proud, Ernie, to have been born in America? Yeah, I guess. My old man, he was the one who was proud. All his sons born in America. He used to say that. My ma told me. I don't remember much about him. Your father, he's dead? Yeah, he worked on the docks. He got killed on the docks. I was just a little kid when he died. And your mother? She's still around. You sure ask a lot of questions, lady. Anna, please call me Anna. Yeah, right. You ask a lot of questions. How come? I'm sorry. I'm a little uneasy being here like this. I, I try to make it easier. That, that's why I talk so much. I'm frightened too, Anna. I'm so quiet, so silent in your fear. You remind me of someone, Bonnie. Who? My daughter. Is she about my age? I'm 27. No, she would have been older than that now, had she lived. Oh, I'm sorry. Anna, why don't we sit down? I'm used to standing, but yes, it's a good idea. We'll sit down, Bonnie, and we'll talk. Oh, haven't you been talking enough already? I have a son, an old American boy born in America, very like Ernie. I have not seen him in a long time. It's sad when families drift apart. 
My folks live in Oregon. My little sister and brother, mom and dad. It's been five years since I've been out there to see them. I miss them. My son has his own family now. He has no need of me. I, I miss past, and like most Americans, he has a little time for the past. Oh, you're right there, lady. Forget the past. It's over and done with. Today, that's what matters. I am what I am now. I ain't what I used to be. Do you like who you are now, Ernie? Yeah, sure I do. And did you like who you used to be? I don't know what you're talking about, lady. Anna. Yeah, right. Oh, now, what was your daughter's name? Margit. Little Margit. Sweet child. She had eyes just the color of yours, Bonnie. I remember everything about her. Please, tell me about her. She was so good on the train. She never once cried. I held her in my arms and she looked up at me with her big dark eyes. She never cried. But she was so afraid. We were all afraid on that train. There were no windows, so we couldn't see where we were going. And none of us, not in our worst nightmares, could have imagined our destination. Finally, the train stopped. They opened the doors and they began shouting at us. And we all got out as quickly as we could. But some didn't move because they died on the train. And outside, my young husband stood beside me and I held Margie tightly. I thought, what is this place? What is this horrible place? Where was it? Where was it that that happened? It was Auschwitz. Do you know of it? Auschwitz, Bunny? No. It was one of them camps the Germans had during the war. A death camp, yes, where Jews and others were killed, gassed by the Nazis. You were in one of them? Yes. I was in Auschwitz for eight months. But your husband, your little girl. My husband had tuberculosis. He made no effort to conceal it from the Germans. They had doctors there. They separated the sick, and we thought that he'd be taken to a hospital. We didn't know that the sick died first in Auschwitz. The sick and the old... Then, the children. Oh, they couldn't work. There was no use, so they were gassed. They marched my husband directly from the train to the chambers, and then they began taking the little ones. I tried to hide Margie. She was so small. I, I thought they wouldn't see her under my coat. They did. They pulled her from me. Still, she didn't cry. As they led her away, she looked back at me. I can see her eyes now, even now. It's the last time I ever saw her. So hard to believe. How could anything like that have happened? That is it, Bonnie. That is why so many died. They could not, they would not believe that human beings were capable of doing the things that were being done to other human beings. It was so unreal. But it happened. Now, that's something I never could understand. Why so many of them just walked to the ovens? Why didn't they fight? You don't know, Ernie, and I can't tell you, and I can't make you see what we face. But I also cannot listen while you condemn all those who died. You don't know, Ernie, and you can't, but you must not condemn. Well, it's like I say, it's the past, you know. There ain't no use crying over spilt milk. Spilt milk? You're talking about millions of lives. Little children, innocent babies, millions of them murdered. That's too bad it had to happen. I'm real sorry for them kids, but it, it's more than 30 years ago. They're dead. 
There's no saving him now, lady. My name is Anna, Anna Kaufman. You will not call me lady. You will not take my name from me and give me a number as they did. I am Anna Kaufman. Okay, okay. It's all right, Anna. It's all right now. Please don't cry. No, it's not all right, but I won't cry. I cried all of my tears many years ago. How did you get to America, Anna? I married an American soldier, the father of my son. Harold was a good man. He's gone now, too. He didn't understand either, Ernie. I was younger then. I, I tried to explain it to him, but there's no explaining it. There's no true understanding of it if you didn't live it. But at least it can be remembered. And what good is that going to do? If it's remembered, then it can't happen again. Nothing like that could ever happen in America anyway. No good at all comes from remembering stuff like that. Do you know, Ernie, that I can still see the faces of the German guards at Auschwitz? They look just like Americans. It would have been easier if they'd been devils with horns and tails, but they were just men, some of them young boys. They wore uniforms and they followed orders. Well, you wore an army uniform once, too, didn't you, Ernie? Huh? Stop jiggling your keys. I asked you. Weren't you in the army? The tattoo on the back of your hand, it says Vietnam. Were you in Vietnam, Ernie? Yeah, I did a tour of duty in Nam. What of it? You went? You fought in Vietnam? Was there anything wrong with that? I was 18 when I got drafted. Listen, I was proud to do my duty. I want to get out of here. Why did you do that? You know there's no one to hear it. I got to get out of here. You two are driving me nuts. A couple of weirdos talking all the time about dying and killing and stuff like that. What's the matter with you? Nobody's done anything to you. Yeah? Well, I don't like the way she looks at me. That is not bothering you. Oh, yes, she is. She thinks I did something. She thinks I killed group women and kids, don't you? Did you, Ernie? I never did nothing like that. I never did. I've got to get out of here. Somebody! Get me out of here! Somebody, anybody! i got to get out of here! and spreading fast about the jeans from Sears Men's Store that grow beautifully. It's a sure sign they're feeling fine and feeling good. For the denim that keeps going strong a long time. Get them trim cut, regular cut, even get them free wash. The jeans that grow beautifully. Now at most Sears retail stores. Oh, here I go again. It's time to rent one of those steam-type carpet cleaners. Why rent? Now Sears puts power in a carpet cleaner you can own yourself. The power spray from Sears for easy home carpet cleaning. Power spray sprays hot water into your carpet, then sucks up the dirty water. You can see the dirt you get out. Dirt you didn't even know was there. The power spray carpet cleaner, a convenient carpet cleaner you can own yourself. Available at most Sears retail stores. Kenmore. Solid as Sears. 
But in a place like Vietnam? Told you I didn't want to talk about Nam. About the army. I told you that. Why don't you just try and get some sleep, Ernie? We all should. We won't talk anymore. No, she wants to talk, don't you? Anna. She wants to hear all about Vietnam. She wants me to spill my guts, don't you, Anna? No, Ernie. You want to. You need to. Very badly. I don't need nothing or nobody. Yes, you do. We all do. Not me. Nobody never helped me. Nobody never gave me a break. My old man, he got croaked before I ever knew him. And my ma, all she ever did was yell at me like it was my fault or something. Well, I didn't want him to die and leave us. It wasn't my fault. I've been alone my whole life. And I like it like that. Hear me? I like to be alone. All right, you believe you. I don't believe that you like being alone, Ernie. Being lonely. I ain't lonely. Why don't you get off my back? What do you want from me anyway? I don't have any stories like yours to tell about people dying and getting killed, kids and people. I don't have any stories like that. No, not everyone has stories like mine, Ernie. I'm very happy they don't. Yeah? Well, I don't know. You hit me as a type that likes misery, sort of like my ma. You're too smart to be a cleaning lady. You could have done something else if you wanted to. Maybe you like being miserable, feeling sorry for yourself, wanting everybody else to feel sorry for you, too. That's not true. How do you know? Who are you defending? You don't know her. Neither do you. You're just so bitter, you can't see anything but bad. I've seen guys like you. I've worked in a veteran's hospital. Oh, yeah? A couple of afternoons a week and Sundays, maybe, I'll bet. Huh? Cute little volunteer, do-gooder. Come for a few hours, make yourself feel real good about yourself, and then leave it all behind. You've seen guys like me, huh? Well, I've seen little girls like you. I was in one of them hospitals. Were you wounded, Ernie? <sighs> Always with the questions. No, I didn't get shot. I went nuts. I psycho. I was in the psycho ward. They didn't let little girls like you visit there. Not on afternoons, not on Sunday, not never. But I seen you. I seen you making nice with the respectable guys, the guys in wheelchairs or, or blind or with hooks for hands. I worked with the mental patients, too, Ernie. Oh, did you? I bet you really helped him a lot, too. I did what I could. Some of them guys were just playing at being nuts, you know? You ever run into any of them that were just playing at it? Yes. I bet you thought they was real smart, them guys that were playing crazy to get out of going over. No, I didn't think they were very smart. But I could understand why they did what they did. I wouldn't have wanted to go either. Yeah, but you didn't have to worry about it because you ain't a man. Sure is a broad's world. I don't know about that. <laughs> Well, I do. Oh, I tell you, I was glad to get out of that place. I'll be almost as glad when I get out of this here elevator. There was this one guy in the hospital, you know. He thought he was a snake. He'd hide under your bed, and if you didn't watch yourself when you got up in the morning, he'd bite your feet. <laughs> I guess that sounds kind of funny, huh? Well, it sure wasn't funny at the time. No, I suppose not. Well, you suppose right Come to think of it, though, it wasn't really any crazier in that hospital than it was in Nam. Nothing made any sense there, either. And those gooks, there was no figure in them. They all looked the same, they all dressed the same. Some old gook grandma would be coming down the road, and she'd reach into her old baggy coat and bring out a machine gun, and you were dead. Grandma would run off into the jungle, and he'd never find her. And there's Andy. Never knew what hit him, lying in the road, bleeding like a stuck pig, dying. And for what? For what? I don't know. You and me both. Who was Andy? 
How'd you know about Andy? You just said his name. Who was he? Oh, uh, just a guy, a guy I knew. He died? Yeah. He was a friend of yours? I told you, he was a guy I knew. He was not your friend, Ernie? Why do you keep harping at you? I knew him, okay? Anna, I don't think Ernie wants to talk about it anymore. I never did, you know. I never did want to talk about it. It's water under the bridge. There ain't no use talking or thinking about it no more. It's over and done with. But you do think about it, don't you, Ernie? Anna, please. What do you want from me, huh? What do you want? I want to know about Andy. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about Andy. He was my buddy. He was the only friend I ever had. And I was walking right next to him when he bought it. One minute he was there and laughing and... The next minute, he was down, dead. I should have gone after that old lady then, but all I could do was stand there and look at Andy. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I kept thinking he was going to get up and laugh and say it was all a joke. I couldn't believe it. Andy was dead. My buddy was dead. And then what happened? Well, what do you think happened? They shipped him home in a shiny box all wrapped up in a pretty flag. And you, they put you in the hospital then? No, that was later, after we went into that village. It was later, Ernie? No, no, it was then, right after Andy got it. I went kind of nutso for a while. They sent me back to the States, to a hospital. No, Ernie, before you went home, before you went mad nuts, as you call it, before any of that, you went to a village, Ernie. What happened in that village? Nothing. Nothing happened. Ernie, Anna, please. Stop, please, Anna. Ernie. Anna. Ernie. Get me out of here. Get me out. Get me out of here. Don't shoot. Don't shoot her. Don't shoot him. Don't shoot him. They just can't. Don't shoot. Don't, don't, don't. Ernie. Ernie. Sit down. It's just a crummy old place. Not fit for pigs, much less people. Word come down, there was Viet Cong hidden there. And that they was operating out of this village. We went in to find him. I don't know how it started. All of a sudden, everybody was shooting. It was like, I don't know, like they got a taste of it or something. I didn't want to do it. But there was this old lady, and she was running, and her old coat was flopping around, and she looked just like the one that killed Andy. So, so I took aim, real careful, and I shot her. She fell, and I ran over to her, and I shot her again, and again, and again, and again. And I don't know why I kept firing like that. I, I didn't want to. I didn't mean to. It was all a mistake. I didn't really want to kill that old lady. Yes, you did, Ernie. Now, don't you say that to me. Don't you ever say that to me. I'll kill you. You ever say that to me again, you hear me? I'll kill you. Sears Radio Theater will return after this message from your local station. People who want to get the most out of St. Louis get St. Louis's most popular, most entertaining, and most informative magazine, St. Louis Magazine. Every month we tell you what, where, and why things are happening in St. Louis, from the hot spots to the cold facts, the people and the places that are getting attention. You'll find them all in St. Louis. Pick up this month's issue, and here's just some of what you'll find. This month, St. Louis Magazine looks at the most powerful people in St. Louis. 
Find out how your birth rank affects your personality and how high-tech tennis can give you hot hands on the court. All this plus the regular features in the March issue of St. Louis. Subscribe now and get 13 issues for the price of 12. Call Debbie at 781-8787 at 781-8787. If you're not getting the most out of living in St. Louis, then you're not getting its most popular magazine. Get into St. Louis. Get St. Louis Magazine. It's available at newsstands or by subscription. Looking for a good way to cut corners when you grocery shop? Sure. You may be going at it all wrong. Huh? You know, shopping at those warehouse-type stores where you have to bring your own grocery bags? Yeah. Gamble on unknown brands? Right. Then have to shop somewhere else for meat, produce, and dairy? You got it. When you come right down to it, limited-item grocery stores just don't cut it. Hmm. But wait. There's a better way. Really? It's the Makes-A-Lot-Of-Sense coupon offer in the fruit section of your newspaper. Brought to you by Constantino Brokerage Company. Look for our big ad filled with 18 money-saving coupons. Redeem at any full-service food store and save on top-name brands. There's a bonus coupon offer, too, entitling you to receive 18 additional coupons worth another $4.50. Total value of the Makes-A-Lot-Of-Sense coupon offer, over $7. Now that's the way to really cut corners. Look for the giant grocery ad with our Makes-A-Lot-Of-Sense coupon offer in the food section of your paper. And have your scissors ready. Hey, thanks. The first Makes-A-Lot-Of-Sense coupon ad will appear on March 14th. Be sure to watch for it. KMOX, St. Louis. This is me, Tyson, again. And here's the concluding act of the long night. I think Ernie's finally gone to sleep. I'm glad. Being trapped in this elevator has done something to him. It's done something to us all. Yes, it's true it's done something to us, but... What made Ernie into what he is happened long ago, not tonight in this elevator. You're as bad as Ernie. You're so bitter. Can't you accept that what happened in Vietnam was a horrible mistake on Ernie's part? Can't you believe him when he says he didn't mean to do it? No, I can't believe or accept that. Has your whole world become a death camp? Do you think that everyone is cruel and evil and that we're all murderers? I don't believe that, Bonnie. Shall I tell you what I do believe? I'm not sure I want to hear it. I do. I ain't been sleeping. I've been listening, and I want to hear what she says now. It's not true that my world is all in Auschwitz. Not anymore. There was a time when it was, but no longer. I believe that there is within the best of men, within all men, all human beings, the possibility of inhumanity, of evil. It is within us all. I saw it in Auschwitz. And Ernie has told us of it in a tiny village in a little country very far away. It was not a mistake that Ernie shot that woman. It was not a mistake. It was hatred and revenge. He meant to do it. He wanted to do it. Ernie knows that, and he knows that I'm not afraid to confront him. Don't you, Ernie? Yeah, I know it. The knowledge, the admission of the deed must come first. Then comes forgiveness. Have you ever been forgiven, Ernie? No, never. Nobody never forgave me because there ain't nobody who can. Yes, there is. I forgive you, Ernie. I know what you did, and I forgive you. Why should you? You, of all people. Who better than I? I'm a survivor. I lost everything and everyone that's dear to me. What good is a person like me, a survivor, but to remember and to forgive? Then life may go on. I know that some people think forgiveness is God's alone to give, but 
God seems so far away sometimes. Where was God in Auschwitz? He was in the survivors. That's where. Where was God in Vietnam? He was in the boys who were driven mad with guilt for what they'd done. You, Ernie, you too are a survivor of a holocaust. You must remember and you must give your forgiveness with mine. You must forgive yourself, Ernie, as I do. Thank you, Anna. Anna, I'm so sorry for what I said to you. I didn't understand. I know. I know. It's difficult for a girl like you to even imagine such horrors of death camps and massacres. And how could you know such things? How could you be expected to understand them? A girl like you. It might be easier for me than you realize. The summer that I turned 19, something happened to me. Something happened that I'll never forget. Yes, Bonnie. My parents thought that I was in California attending the summer session of my college. They thought that was why I wasn't coming home in June. And I wasn't lying to them, not in the beginning. I really was going to take some classes. I hadn't done very well my first year, nothing like I had in high school. In high school, I, I did everything. I was always involved in activities, straight-A student. But it didn't help. I still felt so alone and isolated. I put all my hopes into college. I thought it would be a kind of miracle. Finally, I'd be inside. I'd belong. But it didn't work out that way. What happened that summer? I'm trying to tell you. I knew it wouldn't be easy, but I didn't think it would be this hard. Look, kid, maybe it just ain't the right time for you to talk. No, I have to. I want to tell you. Just before the summer session was to begin, I met this girl. You see, I lived in a dorm on campus. I used to eat all my meals there. But I'd heard some kids talking about a little health food restaurant a few blocks away. I decided to go there. That's where I met Monica. She was a waitress there. She was really friendly and nice to me. I think she talked to me more in just a few minutes than my roommate in the dorm had all year. She dressed a little strange. She wore hair all wild, long, and frizzy. But I didn't think very much about the way she looked. I was so happy to have a friend. She lived close by in a big old house with a lot of other kids. All I could think about as we walked over there was that I hoped that they all liked me as much as Monica seemed to. On the front porch, a boy with a beard and no shirt sat and played a guitar. <laughs> Inside, there were old bare mattresses everywhere and murals on the walls, painted sunrises and clouds and people floating through the clouds. Strange and beautiful pictures like I'd never seen before. Mm, sounds like one of them hippie pads. I didn't know what it was. It was all so different and strange. I guess I was pretty backward coming from Oregon. My hometown was such a little out of the way place. We didn't know what a hippie was. Oh, sure, we saw the news on television, student riots, and people burning their draft cards. But that was television. It was hard for me to believe there really were people like that. Anyway... Monica and I sat on one of those mattresses and talked for hours. I should say I talked. Monica listened. Nobody had ever really listened to me before. Then this man came up and sat down between Monica and me. He had long hair and a mustache. But he looked different, older. There was something in his eyes. He just sat there and watched me. When he left, Monica 
turned to me and smiled. That was Larry, she said. And you're in if you want to be. I didn't have to ask what she meant. I moved into the house that night. I didn't attend any classes that summer. This man you speak of, his name was Larry? Yes. And his last name? I didn't know it at first. Monica never mentioned it. Everyone just called him Larry, that was all. I didn't know his last name then. But you know it now, Bonnie. Yes, I know it. So, what's the big deal? What was his name, anyway? Who even cares? You were just some hippie creep. No. Larry was more than that. Much more. Not just a creep. Worse than that. And not a hippie. The hippies preach love, remember? Larry preached something very different. Anna knows, don't you, Anna? You know his name. Yes, I think that I do. Then why don't you say it? No, Bonnie. I think it's for you to say. Larry. Larry Jordan. Larry Jordan? He was the guy who... Murdered 12 people. He gave the orders to do it. And his orders were always obeyed. Believe me, I know. But you weren't... I mean, you didn't... Kill for him? No, I didn't. I left that house before anyone died, but I didn't leave it soon enough. I went home to Oregon. I didn't return to school that fall. And in December, just before Christmas, the stories of the murders began to break in the papers. At first, I couldn't believe it. But then I knew it was true. I never told my folks or anyone about that summer. Until now. But you never really did nothing. Nothing to blame yourself for. But I lived there with those people, those horrible people. I could be in prison right now like Monica is. Monica, who was always giggling and playing with his silver puzzle ring, in prison for stabbing three people to death. That could have been me. I could have stayed. You could have, but you did not. Still, I felt marked, spoiled by what had happened. I quit college. It was as if I felt I didn't deserve to go. I've allowed no one in my life, no one to love me, because I didn't feel I had the right to be loved. It's not so, Bonnie. You deserve to be loved. You have the right to love. What Anna says is true, kid. Don't be so hard on yourself. Look at me. I forgive you. Thank you, Ernie. Anna. It's been a long night. What is the time now, Ernie? Uh, it's almost six. You think I should hit the alarm? I mean, you know, maybe my luck is changing. Maybe just this once, Bascom will be on time. A little early, even. Try and see, Ernie. Uh, Somebody! Hey, anybody there? Uh, I guess maybe my luck hasn't changed all that much. Is somebody there? Somebody! Hey, in here! We're stuck in the elevator! Who is it? It's me, Matrano! Matrano! I've been looking all over for you! I got two ladies in here with me. We've been stuck all night. Don't sound like too bad an arrangement. <laughs> Funny, real funny, Bascom. You think you could get us out of here? I just hold on, Matrano. I'll get down to see if I can get the building maintenance guys on the phone. Just hold on now. <laughs> Luck really has changed. 
I'll bet that's the first time Bascom's ever been early for work in his entire life. <laughs> All I wanted this whole night was to get out of here. <laughs> Funny, now that we're going to, I almost don't want to. I feel very much as you do, Bonnie. Yeah, I guess I sort of do, too. Listen, if I was a little rough at times, you know, I, I'm sorry. You were fine, Ernie, just fine. I want to always remember this night and the both of you. We won't forget, will we? Tomorrow, next week, or next year, we won't pass each other in the corridor and not speak, will we? No, this we will not forget. Nah, I won't forget the two of you. And I'll talk to you when I see you, but one thing I ain't going to do again in a hurry. What, Ernie? I ain't going to climb into an elevator with you again, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That was asking from the security desk. He wouldn't climb ten flights of stairs if his grandmother was stuck in here. All right, Baskin, what's up? Well, I talked to the building maintenance guy. And? Well, they're going to get here as soon as they can. The one guy told me they could probably take you out one by one through the shaft. Otherwise, it might be an hour or more before they could get the elevator running again. We'll wait. What, are you nuts? What do you mean you want to wait? We'll wait and go out together. Yes, yes, together. Uh, suit yourself. Together, huh? <laughs> Boy, there ain't no understanding some people. Just $19.99 installed. Clamps as needed, 99 cents each extra. Sizes to fit most American-made cars. Prices may vary in Alaska and Hawaii at most Sears Tire and Auto Centers. To look the height of fashion wherever I go requires many coats. But for home, I need only one coat fashion surrounding me. Sears Best Easy Living Interior Paint. One coat of easy living on the walls and every room looks stunning. While I entertain, just relax. Choose from 24 decorator colors in easy living flat latex and thin gloss, plus bright white ceiling paint for your home. Because with Sears Easy Living Paint, all you need is one coat. Who needs is directed at most Sears retail stores. found one that has all the features. Well, mine has authentic country styling. So does mine. Does yours have a beautiful 26-step finish? Nothing but, and I get a choice of 13 different pieces. All built to last for a long time? Yes, a sturdy tongue and groove construction and dovetail jointed drawers. Is yours? Sears Open Hearth Bedroom Furniture. Sears Open Hearth Bedroom Collection. Expert craftsmanship at a reasonable price. Select from 13 different pieces. Now at most Sears retail stores.
You've been listening to Sears Radio Theater. Brought to you five nights a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. The Long Night was written by Pamela Russell. Produced and directed by Fletcher Markle. Your hostess was Cicely Tyson. Our stars were Naomi Stevens, Vic Perrin, and Jennifer Penny. Also heard was Jerry Hausner. The music for Sears Radio Theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Riddle. Mark Gilmore speaking. The Elliott Lewis production of Sears Radio Theater is a presentation of CBI. CBS News. President Carter and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin have begun critical talks at the White House over the future of the Israeli-Egyptian peace effort. I'm Christopher Glenn, reporting on the CBS Radio Network. An evening conversation between the two leaders is still underway at the executive mansion more than two hours after it began. Begin, arriving at Andrews Air Force Base this afternoon, set the tone for the talks with a blunt statement. We cannot be pressed into signing a sham document. With all our hearts and souls, we want to sign the peace treaty with Egypt as a first step towards a comprehensive peace settlement in the Middle East and ultimately give our people, our children and their children what they need more than anything else, security and peace. Begin said U.S. proposals made to Israel to try to break the peace talk stalemate would effectively contradict the Camp David agreements the two sides reached last September. President Carter has said in recent days that, as he put it, absolutely insignificant differences are all that remain blocking an accord. More CBS News coming up. Hello? Marge, it's Fran. Oh. Did I wake you up? Oh, no. I always talk like this in the middle of the night. Oh, anything wrong? Nothing, really. It's just one of those nights when I can't fall asleep. I took an aspirin, but it did nothing for me. Why should it? Aspirin's for headaches. What you need is a sleeping aid. On the way to work, pick up some Compose. Headache? Take aspirin. Sleepless night? Take Compose. C-O-M-P-O-Z. Taken as directed before you go to bed, Compose actually helps you fall asleep when you want to fall asleep at bedtime. Marge Walker. Marge? Fran. Thought I'd call you during the day this time so as not to scare you to death. Hi. How's the Compose work? Oh, great. I don't get sleepless nights often, but if I do again, Compose is what I'll take. Headache? Take aspirin. Sleepless night? Take Compose. C-O-M-P-O-Z. Take only as directed. Compose is available at all drug counters. Warnings about impending fuel shortages in recent weeks from the Energy Department have prompted some crossfire from Congress. Correspondent Nelson Benton has the story. A Tennessee congressman is charging Energy Department officials with grossly overestimating the shortage in world oil production resulting from Iran's shutdown. Democrat Albert Gore commissioned a study by the Library of Congress which says that the production shortage is not two million barrels a day, but about one-eighth of that. Gore is not charging deception. Perhaps they were uh, less than uh, overly eager to challenge the data because it fit in with one scenario or another, but I don't see any kind of complicity, no. Just a mistake, but a serious mistake. Energy Department officials say Gore's study is based on faulty analysis comparing present production estimates with an abnormally low production period last year. One energy official called it flat wrong, just dead wrong. It's preposterous, he said. 
Nelson Benton, CBS News, Capitol Hill. The House has finessed a move to oust Democratic Representative Charles Diggs of Michigan from his seat rather than take an up-or-down vote on the ouster resolution offered by first-term Republican Congressman Newt Gingrich of Georgia. House members voted overwhelmingly to refer the matter to the Ethics Committee. Diggs was overwhelmingly re-elected by his Detroit constituents last fall despite conviction on charges he accepted kickbacks from employees. He's appealing a three-year prison sentence. There's been no immediate Vietnamese response to a new Chinese proposal today that the two sides conduct high-level meetings to settle their nearly two-week-old border war. The new offer came even as troops of the two nations fought intense but indecisive battles around the Vietnamese provincial capital of Long Song. More CBS News follows this message. That's the Maxwell House. Coffee you can count on. Always smells good. Always tastes good. Always good to the last drop. Maxwell House. Good coffee. Good to the last drop. Maxwell House. The March bargain of the month from True Value Hardware Stores is the Monsanto AstroTurf doormat for just $2.99. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you it features thousands of grass-like polyethylene blades that are rigid enough to clean off most mud and debris. It's long-lasting because it won't rot, shed, or mildew. The non-skid backing helps keep the mat in place, and it can easily be washed with a quick hosing. Get the Monsanto AstroTurf doormat for just $2.99 while supplies last at participating True Value hardware stores. Spanish voters went to the polls today to choose the nation's first government under a new constitution. Early returns show centrist premier Adolfo Suarez with 37% of the ballots tallied within a percentage point of what his campaign directors say will give him a ruling majority in parliament. Voting today, too, in Scotland and Wales in what's being called the farthest-reaching constitutional issue in Britain since Irish independence more than 50 years ago. The Scots and Welsh are considering proposals for broadened home rule. No results are expected until tomorrow, but observers feel there's little doubt the home rule plans will be rejected in Wales. The outcome in Scotland, where control of profits from offshore oil development is a big issue, is considered a cliffhanger. I'm Christopher Glenn, CBS News. Good evening, I'm Jackson Kane, KMOX News. St. Louis Circuit Court Judge Michael Hartz has granted a request by the school board to appear as co-plaintiffs with a parents group in a suit against the striking teachers' union. In so doing, Judge Hart delayed acting on the injunction in order to give union lawyers time to appeal the joint suit. The head of the parents group, the Reverend Robert McNamara, said that he is angered by the union appeal. He said it's just another method of prolonging that strike. St. Louis might get tax-free bonds for mortgages. The mayor, Jim Conway, is expected to propose the city join a nationwide trend and begin issuing tax-free revenue bonds for home mortgages. That move would depend on how the Missouri legislature moves on bills already pending to allow it. Under the setup, mortgage payments would retire the bonds so city taxpayers would not be involved. The Missouri House has passed a bill that would make certain bingo games legal in the state. The measure was sent to the state Senate where a similar proposal died last year. That bill, if approved, would permit bingo games by charitable and not-for-profit organizations. Opponents say professional gamblers would be able to take advantage of the proposal. A new light for the Equal Rights Amendment in Illinois. The House Executive Committee today voted approval of a bill to put ERA before voters in an advisory referendum November of 1980. That vote would not be binding, 
But some lawmakers say they would use it as a barometer on their own voting on the issue when it comes up before the General Assembly. In the weather for the St. Louis metropolitan area, variable cloudiness tonight, low near 35. Mostly cloudy and warmer tomorrow with a chance for showers by late afternoon or evening. High tomorrow in the upper 50s. Showers and thunder showers tomorrow night, ending Saturday morning. Low tomorrow night in the 40s, cooler Saturday with a high near 50. Right now, skies are cloudy. Barometric pressure rising at 30.24. Northeast winds at 7. Relative humidity 100%. And we have 35 degrees. 